from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people, credit union ideas. I'm Craig Sauer, Senior Editor for CUNA's Credit Union Magazine. This week's guest is Stephanie Sievers. She's the CEO of $96 million asset, Anika Federal Credit Union, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Sievers has made a name for herself working at small credit unions and being active in the credit union movement. She's a member of CUNA's Board of Directors, Chair of CUNA's Small Credit Union Committee, and a member of the CUNA CEO Council Executive Committee. My CUNA colleague, Adam Mertz, recently spoke with Sievers by phone about her career, her thoughts on culture building, and her recent brush with fame on the CNBC TV show, The Partner. It was interesting when I pulled up the, the clip uh, that was on, you know, I Googled it and uh, just happened to pop up. Um, in a span of 40 words, uh, the partner on CNBC, you're described as outgoing, eccentric, brash, and upbeat, and entrepreneur. And I said, does that about cover it for Stephanie Sievers? Yeah, the only thing that I'd say would be missing from that is that, you know, I'm a mom. Sure. Right? I mean, that's integral to my personality and to everything that I do. I'm very family-centric. So that would be the only thing that's missing. Um, and because in that world, we weren't talking about our personal lives and our family um, quite so much. So that didn't make it. But that would be the only thing that would probably be missing is, is family. Family is key for me. So, yep. What attracted to you to this opportunity to be on that show? Okay, so two things. And the first is, you know, what I just went back to is family. So I think that everybody always asks you, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would you tell them? And my answer is always just go for it, right? Just don't be, don't let fear or whatever hold you back. And so that's something I try to tell my children. And so you have to, you have to do what you preach, right? You need to act on those words. And so here I'm watching the, um, I'm watching TV. I'm watching CNBC one day, right? Yes. And I love Marcus Lemonis and I love the show, um, that he had created the first show, right? This is a, so the partner was a spinoff. And so, uh, you know, I'm watching this like, you know, if you believe in what Marcus is doing and you want to help small businesses apply for this new show, The Partner, because he had at this point acquired so many businesses he needed help with. And so I thought, man, I would, I'd love to do that. I'd love to help people in small businesses. And that's what Anika does. Um, so, you know, I'm sitting there with my husband and, you know, it's one of those where you're like, oh, I bet I could do that. And that's when my husband immediately looks at me and goes, well, then do it. And I'm like, well, then I will, <laughs> you know, so I apply. But you don't think sitting on your couch, you know, at 10 at night watching TV that you will be called, you know, picked out of like, I don't remember, something like 20,000 people or something. Wow. Um, so you don't necessarily think that, yes, you know, I've got that. And so, and I did, so I got picked. And it was it was awesome. It was a great opportunity. And it's part of just going out there and doing it. And then, of course, the mission. I just love that idea. So that's how that all kind of came about, just two things, because I said I would, you know, because I, I tell myself that. And then um, and then just, you know, the mission. Wait, and you uh, spoke about this a little bit as well. You're passionate about small businesses, and that fits so much with uh, what you believe in, what Anika believes in. Uh, you have, are looking at starting this uh, Center for Small Businesses. Explain a little bit about the role that Anika can play and what that concept is all about. So, you know, Louisiana is an oil and gas state. 
and our economics, when all well, else is down, you know, the, the state economics are down, right? And so I believe that if you're, you should really be a part of making where you live better, you know, and I, it's partly um, selfish, right? Because you live there, so you want to make it better. And then I have four children and I don't want them to go to college and then move off. I want them to go to college and then come home. Yeah. Um. So I want to make it better for them, too. So that's what Anika tries to do. And our, we're a community charter credit union, and that's what we say every day. We invest in this community. We invest in making this community better. And so part of that is your small business um, ecosystem. And so seeing the small businesses start, then if they're successful, they'll hire and employ more people. And then um, that just kind of raises you know, every, the economics of for everybody, we want to help you get your, uh, you know, your finances in order. We want to help you with your business strategy. And we're fine with that. You know, you can feel free to ask us questions. I have a button on our website that says, Hey, you want to just chat with the CEO? That applies to anything. And people click that button all the time. Just to check. Sometimes I think to see if it's real. I get these emails <laughs> like, Hey, I'm just seeing if this is a real thing. And I reply back, it's a real thing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It works. I checked my emails. So, yeah. I don't know if there's some like-mindedness also in uh, being a smaller credit union and looking for smaller businesses that, you know, there's sort of a shared identity in that in that sense. Right. Um, well, and not just that, we do, I don't want to say that we do lending that others won't because that's not necessarily true. But, um, you know, smaller businesses, can have more risk sometimes depending on what they're doing or, and definitely startups do. But we, so we work a lot with, um, SBA. We, a lot of our, um, those, those loans get SBA financing or backing. Um, so we do a lot. We have become, uh, really, really good with the SBA process here. <laughs> That's been, uh, you know, we've learned a lot by working with them so closely because of the loans that we do. But, um, yeah, it's just, we, I guess we get to know them more, mm-hmm. right? You know, I want to meet them. So, you know, I want to talk to them about what it is that they're doing. And, you know, we don't just do their loan when they're talking and they're saying things like, well, we're thinking about doing this or, you know, I've researched their company. And so I'm like, you know, I looked at your website. I really think that you guys should do this. Or I think you, I know somebody else that you guys could partner with. So we're giving them that advice. Um, just to help make them more successful because it's in our best interest to do so because the more successful they are, the greater they're going to be, the greater the likelihood that they're going to be able to repay the loan. And that's why we are going down this business center path because, you know, if we can help you be more successful, you're just, like I said, you pay our loan back. But even if you don't have a loan with us, you become a member for life because we help you be more successful. And I think that's the difference between what we're trying to do and maybe what banks do. And we say, you know, when you do business with us, it's not a one-way street. We don't just give you a business loan and then walk away. Mm-hmm. If you do business with us, you know, we do business with you. We will send people to you, clients to you. We will, if you're in the food business, we'll use you for our catering. Or, you know, if you are a print shop, we'll use you for our print work. Um, you know, so it's a two-way street. Yeah. No, a lot of, a lot of great synergy there. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, the business center and what what will that entail? What's kind of the the nutshell of of what that all will involve? Um, so it will involve uh, programming, um, but it'll also involve you know business programming where we get um, 
CPAs, lawyers, patent attorneys, all sorts of different people that are in the community um, to come and give talks, free talks. And then it will also involve um, a cohab working environment yep. so that they can come up there and use our internet and have shared space, you know, if they, so they don't have to work at their house. Um, maybe be a little bit more productive, come up and work with us. And then, um, and it's great because right where we're located, it's across the street is this coffee shop. So we have this great back and forth and we've talked to them about that. And then, um, it'll be a place for them to share ideas and just work with each other. So one will be a, a cohabbing work environment where it's just kind of room and you can just find a space in that room and work. And then the other part of that will be actual offices that, um, if you need to have a private area and shared conference rooms but so we also want to offer that to anybody you know there's um, we have the downtown it's down it's in our downtown okay and so we have our downtown convention center so it's working with them for business people that come in town and the hotels that are down there they don't have to work in their hotel room they can get a pass to come over and work in our space so yeah so maybe that so hope the hope is that maybe if there's a business person traveling through and they're deciding um you know where they want to put their business, if they're staying and they can come over to our, they can just see that we have an ecosystem that supports businesses. And again, they might be more inclined to move their business to our area. And, you know, I keep hearing from you in, in all these various uh, discussions that we're having is partnerships and that you're kind of always on the, on the lookout of what can we do together uh, to leverage each other's strengths. And, and I don't know if that's something that you've always been a big proponent of, or if that's something that you've come to appreciate over time, what's the genesis of that? I don't know. Maybe I guess always. My dad was in the military, and you know, you, he knows you don't get anything done by yourself. You know, it's got to be a team yes. that does that. Uh, and I'm an ex-teacher, and so I think that that's kind of where it all comes from. You know, I like I'm I'm an ex-teacher, right? And my mother was a teacher. You know, I just think that I like to share share knowledge and part mm-hmm. wisdom. Um, work with other people, and then also, I, because of my father, I guess, I know that you cannot do everything by yourself, and so you always have greater impact and viability of success if you have more people all pulling in the same direction. And I think that there's always partners who want to do what you want to do or can aid in that. You've got to go out and find them. Um, so, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's always been like that. That's, I, I guess I brought that to Anika. That, didn't, that wasn't... Um, that wasn't something that inherently was with Anika, I guess, before. Well, and, and uh, you know, onto that, uh, Anika, you've been there, what, five years now? Is that correct? In as uh, CEO? This is the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Um, you, you came into a situation, this is the second one that you've come into, is small credit union, and kind of rolled up the sleeves and gone to work. And it obviously shows that you like to put your ideas to work, and it shows that you believe in the concept of small credit unions and the impact they can have in the community. And uh, what, why are you so passionate about, about doing that, about taking on these opportunities? Because we can, and we should. I mean, that's what we were formed to do, right? We were formed to make a better life for some group of people, right? And so, you know, over time, that group of people may have changed, but the mission never has. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's just what we do. We take money from these five people and we pay them a good a good return on that. And then we take it and we all go and help somebody else. Right. With a loan, with a car loan. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're crowdfunding, basically, 
you know, and it's all about helping people. That's the basic tenet of what we started for. And so um, I just think that that, you know, just we, we have never lost sight of that. And that's just part of it. And we're a small business. You know, I say that all the time. Like, we're a small business. Sure. And that's what, you know, and I say that's a small credit union. So, like, it's not that. We don't get to say, well, we can't. Oh, well, we can't do it anymore. I mean, like, oh, we can't compete anymore. None of that makes any sense. That'd be like saying, well, we can never have another startup business ever in life. <laughs> right? Because, I right. mean, like, what, we're all not Walmart, so we all might, might as well quit. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And small can be very disruptive. I mean, think about, you know, Netflix, very small at first and very disruptive. Well, I mean, obviously, anyone who's been listening for the last few minutes knows that you have the passion for this and the energy for this. But is it, there's obviously more that you did at Anika in terms of maybe structure or vision that um, has gotten you to this point of, of where you're at now and what you're looking forward to in the future. And I don't know if there's a, a two, three things that you really focused on when you got there to try to um, bring your vision to life with your staff and through your staff. Yeah, well, they would all staff. It's 100% staff. You know, I mean, that was, we did not have a very good company culture when I got in there. So that was what I think was part of the reason why we were losing money, right? The people in the building didn't believe in what we were doing and they themselves didn't really understand it. So it's like, let's define who we want to be. And then let's find people who believe it and employ those people. <laughs> so, um, so it's just all about Seems that, right? Simple. Like, are you passionate about this? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was really simple. Like, we just focused on people and being a good employer. Um, then we got, and we ended up getting best places to work, uh, last year. And it was really exciting for us. I think that's probably my most favorite award. We've gotten lots of awards, but, um, that's my, by far the one I'm most proud of. Mm. And it is just about that. So we, you know, we got in there and we were calling ourselves like a 75-year-old startup. And so we employed people who wanted to work at a startup. Seriously. So, like, I'm looking for a CFO right now. And it even says in the ad, like, I think in the first line, like, have you ever wanted to work at Google? Then, like, we're the job for you. Because that's how we work. And it doesn't work for everybody. That's not everybody's environment. Um, but we have a very relaxed environment. Um, it's very much, you know, there'll be, like, three people. I have couches in my office, right? This is also another reason why we're moving um, our main office to to this new business center, just so we can have more of an open flow. We have all these walls we're at now. Yes. We don't like that. But so I have all these couches in the office, and they just come in there and flop in there with their laptop. They're not working on anything. Like we're not we're not communicating necessarily. Um, we're not having a meeting per se, but just because it's more comfortable to sit in there, so everybody just kind of like hangs out and does their work. You know, and I'm doing my work. I'm in like a recliner chair and we're all working. That's kind of the environment that we have in the back office, you know, in the, in the C, in the C level in the back office and really our management team. Um, it's, co- it's constant collaboration, constant innovation. Is somebody already doing it? We're not really interested in doing it. What could we do that's weird and different? Um, and just always just going back to that. And so it was just getting the people in that. So I will say that, so people are number one thing. So we do employ a lot of younger people. They've just been drawn to that idea of we're a startup ourselves and we're entrepreneurs ourselves with this company. And so I think that's why I probably employ a lot of young people. And so one of the things we do to cater to that is they all have children. So during the weeks when school is out, you know, holidays like Christmas, those two weeks, mm-hmm. our staff only works four hours a day. We have to you please just work four hours a day. You can either work the morning shift or you can work the afternoon shift and bring your children to work with you. We, we want you to. Wow. And, so, and they can bring their children to work at any time, honestly. You can always bring your children to work with you. But um, during those weeks, we, we hire college kids to, 
to basically run Camp Anika. And so we have food <laughs> for the kids, and they have their own room, and they're watching movies, and they have crafts, and they're doing all sorts of stuff. And the kids love to come to work because they're only there for four hours. Parent gets, we pay them for eight hours, but we only ask them to work for four. Man, that's and nice. that way they can yeah, spend the rest of the time with their kids. It's the stuff that we do like that. The fact that we have every employee go to their child's field day. Um, that, you know, that's people who value that value community and the things that we're trying to do in the community. And so it makes for um, more impactful employees. So I can see the the instant knee-jerk reaction from someone who grew up in the different environment, um, more traditional workspace, and, and they got to think, okay, well, so uh, how, do, how does this actually get done? Who's actually doing the work? Someone has to be there. Um, what kind of barriers need to break through? And I don't know what your answer is to them when they, when I imagine people come and ask you, how do you do that? Well, it's not that we don't work. Um, <laughs> you know, we just have laptops. Yeah. I mean, your work hours don't have to be confined to just these specific times, right? So most times if you send me an email, you get a response from me at night, maybe between the hours of 10 and 1, because I work at night. That's how I function, mm -hmm. because I have my four children. So during the day, if I need to go to a child's field trip, I'm going to leave to go to my child's field trip, because I work for my family, yep. right? That's what we do. We all know that. Like, if I would never ask an employee to value the company over their family because I would know that I would lose. I know that I would lose. I would, I would want to lose. I, I want to employ the person that would, that would ha be able to stand in front of me and say, forget this. Like they're more important than this. And yeah. they should, because you know, that's, that's where it really matters. But, um, so yeah, you know, if you know, I just, we know that everybody knows what they have to get done. We have very high standards. We have very high expectations. Um, we're all very ambitious. And if you know that you need to leave to take your child to the doctor or to, a, you know, something else, I know that you're going to get that done after they go to bed at 8 o'clock. You're going to jump back on your laptop and you're going to get that project knocked out. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. And so that's how I work, too. And um, it's like I said, we just, everyone feels like they are an owner and an entrepreneur in this company. And so when you feel like you're, you, we are owners, I mean, they, they technically are owners, mm -hmm. everybody right. is, right. but they really feel like they're owners and that's a difference. And, you know, we feel like we're a startup and we feel like we own this company, we run it like we own a stock in it more than just one share. And so we trust that they'll get it done. So we allow employees to work from home and we just, everybody knows what needs to get done and it gets done. You kind of have staked out uh, what you want out of your company is what you want out of it for yourself, you know, as well as for others of how much you prioritize family and you're the mother of four kids, I believe all under nine. Is that right? Nine and under? Yes. Nine and under. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, so you, you, it's almost like you took this vision and said, this is the kind of place that I want to work in. And, and I want to work with people who want to work in this place. That is exactly it. Because, you know, I work 80 hours a week and I want to know that I'm doing that for a real, a reason. I want to know that I'm making a difference. And I want to know that I'm making a difference not at the expense of my family. And so I want everybody else to feel like that, too. You're making a difference for your family, not at the expense of your family. You touched on this a little bit earlier that you started off kind of on the teacher track. And uh, I, I, I look back through your, uh, your curriculum, your college courses and whatnot, and, and um, this will surprise no one who knows you that you led a pep squad with 100 high school freshman girls 
and I'm sure you did that very capably. Um, but I'm curious about what, what got you off that track and what led you to credit unions. Oh, and that's really tough because teachers are the most important job because without them, we have nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <laughs> but at the same time, um, I just, it, I wanted, I felt like I could do more. And I know that's so hard to say because, like I said, without teachers, we have nothing. And my mother's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. Um, I thought that I could teach something else. Right? So when I was a teacher, I taught health. Um, and in most schools, health is only given, uh, you know, like a half, uh, one semester, right? And it's and, and I hate that people think that that class isn't, like, the most important, like, super important, right? It's, it's extremely important, right? Because without your health, I mean, you're, you're not going to continue to live, right? Yes. You're, you're, you know, all sorts of other things go, go down from there. Um, so it's really important, but I just thought maybe I could do something else. That's when I started going back to school and getting, um, what ended up being the path of the lots of master degrees, uh, that my husband makes fun of me for. <laughs> but that's okay. So with a wallpaper on my wall, that's with diplomas. That's <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But so, yeah, I just thought, I'm going to do something different, and I just went into business, and I thought, now, I could help other people, and then those people could then go help other people. Like I said, like, if I could help other people get their businesses going, then they'll help other people, because I taught in, um, you know, I taught, I taught in school when I was teaching middle school. Uh, you know, we had middle schoolers that were getting pregnant. Oh, man. And that's horrible, right? And that's horrible, right? So I thought that, you know, maybe... One of the reasons, you know, one of the reasons to pull people back is just education in general. Yes. So if you see people who want to start a business and they don't have the education to build maybe we can employ some more people, get them better pay, increase the poverty gap. Because in the area that I live in, there is a very big gap between our, um, our what I'll say is our have and our have not. So I just thought I could do more. I thought I, that's how I transitioned out of teaching. And I say I'm out of teaching, but I'm really not out of teaching. So every day is a teaching moment. Every every with your children or anybody you're speaking to. So yeah. Well, and and you are still teaching some uh, continuing education courses as well. Yes, we have a local community college, and I um, every chance I get, I want to go back over there and teach. So I, you know, I'm like, hey, you have an opening? Like, do you need help with one of these classes? Let me know. I'm always available. And so um, depending on what the need is, or, or hey, we had a lot of inquiries about um, this particular topic. Would you mind coming over and like doing something on that? I'm like, sure, let's do that. So I love it. I learn as much from teaching as I hope. I actually learn probably more from my students than they learn from me. But I, I like to imagine that it's equal. <laughs> so that. In, in what respect do you get uh, something out of that? You learn from them. Yeah, they ask a lot of questions, and because they're open, their minds are more open, right? So. I see a lot of times in the, so I, leave, I see a lot of times in the business that I'm trying to help. They say things like, well, I tried that before, right? Or it didn't work last time. And so therefore that whole idea is shut down, um, because they carry with them this baggage yeah. of having something in the past, right? And so in the classroom, that baggage doesn't exist. And, and, and I think when you have a formal teaching environment, it's conducive to asking questions. We're in the business world sometimes. You don't want to ask questions lest you look like you don't have some level of knowledge and you look in, you know, inferior in intellect in some way when you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I learned from them. It always keeps me um, agile. Like, yeah, it's a great question. Because they'll ask you all sorts of stuff. They'll throw stuff at the wall. Like, that's a, 
okay, let's go down that path for a minute and see what happens. Let's, I'm, I've never walked it. Let's walk it. Where does it go? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, and then the classroom, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what ideas, it, when you come up with ideas in these last five years, you, are you finding the resources out there for small credit unions to you know, take these ideas and bring them to life? Do we need to cultivate new resources? Do we need more collaboration? What's your kind of your big picture look at what tools are out there for small credit unions to bring some of these ideas to life? What tools are out there? I think that I honestly think that they have the tools. Everybody has the tools that they need. You have the tools that you need. Um, you know, what you, what they, what I see when I'm talking to other Koreans is just finding where you want to focus, right? Like mm-hmm. really specifically being able to define what it is that you are going to do, right? So we say we're a community credit union and we want to say that. Like, are we, our staff knows that we focus on economic growth and development and like making this community a better place and we focus on family fun. So economic growth and development and family fun. That's it. Sure. Right? Help businesses thrive and love where you live. Right? It's very simple. So we only do those things. Um, I think that, you know, if you're a credit union who's focused on education, then you you know, you say Great, we're going to focus on education, and then just like you got to get in there and do it. That's the difference between I think us and other people. Is we can get in there and do it, and we need to get in there and do it. You just have to get in there and start making it happen, right? And then, like I said, you know, and then like you're talking about, we just got to go and get. There's tons of people who want to do what you're doing. There are other nonprofits in your area. Every area has tons of nonprofits. Any of them doing could benefit from what you're doing. Could you partner? Like if education is your thing. And you're saying, we're going to do financial education. We want to talk about financial education for the consumer because we want to help them. Could you partner with someone in your area, Volunteers of America or um, Catholic Charities, somebody else who also has a vested interest in seeing people get their financial situation under control? And I guarantee there is. Um, and then just start working with them, like go back to the colleges. Could you partner with a college? Could they bring the programming in? Maybe you don't. Have to, you don't even have to spend all the money buying programming or researching that programming. You could get the college to do it. You all could partner together to make that happen or um, somebody else who has a space. I don't Community centers, YMCAs. I mean, I don't know what it is that you're trying to do. If you're a hospital seg, you could just do stuff for the hospital people and make it their lives better. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? If, if what you're doing is if you're a hospital seg, what do you do to make their lives better? Do you go on site? Do you do spring food trucks to the parking lot? Do you, you know, what are you doing? So I think it's really just defining what it is that you're going to be about and how you're going to make that group of people better. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be making it better. So who are you making it better for? Really define that. And then go do it. What, uh, what's your vision for Anika? You've, you've at the five-year mark here. Where do you want to be in five more years? Where do we want to be in five years? Okay. So we envision ourselves um, just being a key stakeholder in the community, someone that is um, part of the talks when they're looking at bringing, you know, every city has a recruitment a division, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to be so ingrained in this community that when they're 
going out and trying to court big businesses to come and move to our area, they're showing them our pictures in the park. Like, look at what we do in our community. Look, we do this giant free community Easter egg hunt. Look at how awesome this is. And all of the things that Anika is doing, we want them, we just want to be so ingrained that, um, that, you know, that it's just part of the recruitment, that it's just, Anika is so awesome and so impactful and such a part of making it a great place that it's just naturally we make the slideshows of, hey, look what, look what made this city awesome. And then, you know, we were like, yeah, no, it's us. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's such a weird name. We always have a, a very, it's an acronym, but we are not that acronym anymore. Um, and it's a weird name. And we, we, you know, you always go through the, do we change our name to be, no, we, we don't have to change our name. We're Anika and we're different that way. And we want you to know the name Anika as just, when you think that, you just automatically think home and community and family and just, you know, it just gives you a feeling. We want to be a feeling. So you say, Anika, we automatically want you to register a feeling of, you know, happiness and just awesome. So that's what I'd like it to be, where it's just like part of the, it's just a word when you Google something, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, man, oh, that's totally Anika. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> becomes an adjective of some sort. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, I was remiss on not delving into this a little bit more because I'm sure people will be curious about this. You mentioned you know, the workload that you have and the balance that you have and how important family is with four kids. Not that there's a typical day, but could you walk us through an example of, of the one day that stands out recently or where this is how I made it through and this is how I balanced every uh, you know significant event in my kids' lives and still manage the business at the same time? So every morning I get up. I get my kids dressed. I get them out the door. It's a team effort, right? So my husband will take them to school. I immediately can get dressed or whatever. And then I spend a great deal of my day hours uh, either meeting with my staff, um, not just my staff, but, you know, walk, you know, being in the branches, mm-hmm. and then or being out in the community, right? So we actually pay for our, like, we have this group called um, Make Anika Great team that is, that is part of their job is to go into the community wearing Anika shirts and eating lunch. Wow. Truly, and so um, you know, just we 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 only have one T-shirt. You all, we only have one shirt, so you recognize an Anika employee quickly um, with this one shirt. Uh, but yeah, so it's just meeting with other people. So whether that be me going out and just having going out to lunch with somebody, or taking someone to coffee, or meeting somebody, or taking my staff out, um, it's just me interacting. My whole day during the daytime is interacting. So and it all blends because it's all one thing. So if on for instance, the first Friday of every month is PTA. Well, I'm going to PTA, mm-hmm. right? So I will be at that PTA meeting wearing my Anika shirt. <laughs> that is me interacting on behalf of Anika, simultaneously interacting on behalf of my children, right? And so it's, it's all one thing. Like I said, it's, you know, that's why I never answer emails. You'll hardly ever see me answer emails during the day. Yeah. Um, that, that's me on my phone generally, like, between things, like checking emails. Um but, like, if I'm in the actual physical building all day, then I'm not making connections in the world, right? And I want my people as much as possible making connections in the world. I need my staff to be community leaders, all of them, just so that everyone always knows that Anika is invested because, look, we we are always out at these things. We're always showing up, right, because that's a part of building trust. you got to show up. Absolutely. So that's what I spend most of my time doing. So I'm either on the phone or out about at a meeting, 
And then at night I answer emails after, you know, 10 o'clock because my children go to bed at 8. And then, you know, my husband and I catch up, debrief for an hour. <laughs> like, okay, honey, like, what did you do today? You know, <laughs> where we could just have an hour just to us. And then um, even though we're still sitting next to each other, I get my laptop back out. And that's when I start answering emails and doing all of that. Um, so that's that's how my day goes. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.